Good evening, everybody. You are all amazing. You know, you're going to have to pray for me because I'm not really sure where this is going tonight. Because I just feel that God is wanting to encounter people here tonight. So I'm, I'm kind of going off the notes a little bit already. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm becoming dangerous, yeah. Woo! Oh, I'm Catherine, by the way, if you haven't met me before. Uh, it's good to meet you and uh, good to have you here. When we were, uh, we were worshipping, and Jared was talking about being tired and tired and weary. You better put that clock on, by the way. <laughs> um, and I was just thinking, yeah, the weather makes us tired, right? But I don't know about you, but the thing that makes me the most tired is when I constantly feel like I'm failing. Or it's like, oh, no, I stuffed up again. I just did it before. I said something I shouldn't have out of place. And I get so tired of myself. Wow, that's not, you didn't expect that, did you? <laughs> Does anybody else feel like that? You know, and sometimes we live with this feeling of condemnation. And I just want to start right from the get-go. That this message tonight, I want you to go away with the feeling and with the knowledge that God does not condemn you. He is a God who wants to bring freedom. He wants to bring healthy mindsets. He wants you to be whole. He wants you to be complete. And you know, the very best of that news is that He does it. He will never fail us. He will never forsake us. He is there for us 100%. He's never going to, you know, let us down. He's not going to walk off and leave us. He has got your back 100%. And I feel like somebody needs to hear that tonight. I feel like somebody here is like they're tired because of all the failures. And they're being, and they're just like, I can't, I feel like I just, I feel like I just can't get past those failures. And God is wanting to say to you tonight, <laughs> He's already done it. He's already done it. That's the good news of the gospel. You know, we talk about the good news. That's one of, that's, how good is that? Come on. That is exciting. That's exciting. Good news of the gospel. Wow, that Jesus came to set us free. Woo! <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. Oh. God has so much more for each one of us. So much more. And tonight we're, we're looking at the living free conclusion. We've been doing eight weeks here. And it's really about growing into emotional maturity. I want to just start by um, reflecting on uh, last weekend 
We had the women's conference, which was awesome. And uh, as part, yeah, come on. Where's my girls? George. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> hey, that's awesome. Hey, but we can be family in here tonight, right? Yeah, because the rain's on the roof and... Oh. That's, that, that sound is what I usually use to go to sleep on, so <laughs> I'm going to need you to interact with me because otherwise I'll hmm, snooze. No, <laughs> definitely won't snooze. Um, but I just want to play the highlights video from, from last weekend, if we can do that. Did you see all those beautiful faces? And you know, we've we've heard lots of stories over the weekend, over the week, about how God really had touched and changed people. Uh, I um, heard from some stories around people being just really like set free. Uh, you, if those of you who were here last Sunday night and and uh, experienced Izzy. Um, uh, there is something beautiful on her life that she carries. But, you know, the, the conference was so wonderful to see those lives healed and touched. And uh, yet I came to the conclusion, you know, I, I realized that 10 years ago that conference wouldn't have happened because I didn't like women's events. I didn't like going to them. And I sure as heck was never, ever going to organize one. <laughs> and you know, through that process of God speaking to me, I realized that the reason I didn't want to do that was because I had stuff that needed addressing from the past. Yeah. Yeah, I had stuff. You know what? You guys got stuff. We've all got stuff. But the thing is, you know, all those lives wouldn't have been changed and blessed if I hadn't have dealt with my stuff. And I feel like God is taking us on this journey. He's wanting to grow us up. And the thing is, what can happen when we allow Him to do everything in us that He is wanting to do? It's very, very cool to see lives transformed. We've actually put a, a lot of resources into this Living Free series, and um, I just want to shout out to Josiah, who spearheaded it. Uh, yeah. Um, alongside Dallas Haramia, Harama as co-presenter. I uh, just want to thank Jonathan, Alan, Chris, Petra especially, and others who have spent countless hours on filming and editing. Um, this is a top-shelf resource. 
let me tell you, if you haven't seen it yet, it is still available for you to for you to go through and I really would highly recommend it. Um, the content has been adapted from Speed, Peter Scazzaro's Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Um, he's got lots of books so if you're looking for something to read I would recommend that you have a look at some of his books. We started eight weeks ago and we started with the question will you allow God full access into your life? What, is, what does that mean? What about, mm, what about those things that I want to keep hidden, Lord? What about those things that I don't really actually want to even acknowledge or sure as heck don't want anybody else to find out about? What about those areas that have happened in the past and is still kind of a bit of a festering wound in there? Will I allow God full access into my life? Because, you know, He loves nothing better than to bring what's in the dark into the light, to bring us freedom. Not to expose us, to shame us, or to condemn us, but to free us. We started with the conclusion that God is in the business of growing us. He wants to grow us into big people. And over the last eight weeks, we've looked at a lot of different topics in line with this and addressing some of the issues or obstacles that surface that can keep us stuck or prevent us from growing further. And Jared spoke in his word before about being stuck. Do you feel stuck in something, in an area in your life? Is there an area in your life that has not yet been yielded that you want to see God move powerfully in? My desire is to continue to position myself as a student, position myself in humility, position myself to hear God's voice, even when it's a voice of discipline. Because, you know, like even when God disciplines us, and God does discipline us, but it's not like a big angry dad with a big stick wanting to hit us. It's a calling out the gold in us. It's a calling us into a destiny. And you know, when God speaks, our destiny changes. And there's destiny change for some of you here tonight as well. He's wanting to see a destiny change, things that have been on in your family for generations. And last weekend, we were all about the generations because God is a God of the generations. He's not just about the last five minutes. He didn't just come down with the shower of rain that's just happened now. He has been busy for generations to see His purposes fulfilled. <laughs> and He is wanting to see the fullness of what he paid the price for. <sighs> Where am I? <laughs> you know, nothing in life, nothing in life is to be feared, only understood. And I'd like everyone to just, I just encourage you to keep opening your heart to 
to the Lord and what He wants to do. We're not only spiritual beings, we're mental. Yeah, we're mental. <laughs> we're mental, we're emotional, and we're physical beings. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mean that one. Um, but God wants us to grow up in health in every aspect of our, of our lives. And in this, in this series, we've looked at what it looks like to be emotionally healthy and how that impacts our spirituality. Um, and I gave, the, gave an example this morning about how sometimes we think uh, that as a Christian, the only aspect of our life that's really important is our spirituality. But I want to say to you, no, because both our emotional and mental health and also our physical health can directly impact our spiritual life. And if we're not living in the fullness of growing up in every aspect, every dimension of health, then we're going to somehow trip up. I gave, the, um, I gave the example this morning of a friend of mine who actually had good mental and emotional health. He's a therapist and uh, Christian, and so he had a heart attack. And... The call went out, can, can you guys please pray? Can you please pray for him? Right? Because that's what we do. And I said, yes, I will pray. And can someone please stop, ask him to stop eating four pies every day for lunch? Consequences. You know, so that's a physical consequence. And there's other kinds of consequences that happen in our lives as well. So we looked at topics like integration of spiritual maturing and emotional health, looking at our identity, who we are, going back in order to go forward, recognizing our baggage and making the decision to do the hard work of discipleship. I just want to pause there. Yes, we freely receive from God, but we have to partner with Him. And so if he is speaking to us about an area and we're just ignoring him and just saying, nah, no, nah, it's just going to come down from heaven and I'm going to, everything's just going to miraculously change. If you have an, okay, if you have a problem with porn and you have material in your house and you think God is just going to free you from porn without you removing that out of your house, you're wrong <laughs> sorry I just felt to go there if you have a problem with tardiness uh oh Don't do it, don't do it. Okay, I've had to own this one. Do you know what tardiness is? It's consistently being late to everything. So really what you're saying is your time's more important than my time. Yeah. Um that you don't value me as much as you value yourself. Got real quiet in here. 
but you know, that active discipleship is where it's at. We get to partner and agree with what God is wanting to say. And these are the things that actually trip us up. These, these consistent things in our lives. We looked at journeying through the wall, becoming unstuck. There's areas that we can get stuck in and learning what to let go of in our lives that might compromise our intimacy with God. We looked at the topic of grief. And I think, I think collectively around the world, there's been a feeling of grief over the last two years of what we've lost, of the times that we've lost, of the experiences that we've lost, with the connections we've lost. <laughs> we had a really, really sad situation yesterday. Uh, my our eldest son lives in Queenstown. And he uh, finally came, we finally, after three, four months, we finally got to see them. Now, those of you who know our daughter Saskia would know that she just could not wait to see their little one-year-old. And we had a party yesterday with a beautiful cake that Petra made. Recommend, recommend Petra's cakes. Uh, and Saskia could not wait to celebrate with little Frankie, who had turned one. Friday night, she tested positive for COVID. So she was standing outside the, the ranch slider with a mask on, looking in at our party, and we were trying to hand her food. And it was just sad, right? And I think many of us have, have had sad, sad experiences in the last uh, two years. So there's a grief. There's a grief that's happened for us. God's pace, the Sabbath, daily disciplines, moving in the unforced rhythms of grace is another topic that we've looked at. What are, the, what, are the, what are the disciplines that we've implemented into our lives? And then we're going into growing up into, last week we looked at growing up into emotionally healthy adult. Uh, Izzy spoke on this topic last Sunday and we looked at the five different stages of emotional and spiritual health from infanthood through to adulthood. And today we're going to the next step, developing ways of walking in health for life. It's a lifestyle, not a diet. This session is not about the things you can do, but it's about living in the freedom of what he has already done for us. God has made us up as spirit, soul, and body, and so all these aspects are important. In 1 Thessalonians, it says, May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our Master, Jesus Christ, the one who called you, is completely dependable. If he said it, he'll do it. If he said it, he will do it. We're talking about the God of the universe. We're not talking about the last person who let you down. They said one thing and then did something else. We're talking about the God of the universe. You can completely trust him. 
And we remember that the Bible is primarily a book of identity, not behavior. Yeah. At this point, I'm going to just press pause for a little minute, and I'm going to invite uh, Jody up, and she's going to just talk to us a little bit about uh, what Living Free has been for her. So let's welcome Jody up. Is that all right? Yeah, thanks, Catherine. Awesome. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm Jody. I just have to say, isn't Catherine glowing at the moment? Like, is it just me who's witnessing something change here, or is everybody noticing something as well? <laughs> Rude. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to see everybody here. Can I just see how many people have done um, or have been following the, the series? Okay, cool. So there's a few people in the room. Um, I, my jam is emotions, so I have been um, working through and with emotions for about 35 years, older than most of you here. <laughs> and um, it's, I love it, I really love it, but I've never done it with Jesus. I've never done it with God. I've never taken my clients or my loved ones through it with him, and it's really different. So, um, yeah, I've loved it. I've, we've had between five and probably 12 people in our life group every week for the seven weeks. And it has been transformational for myself, doing it easily. Not like through personal development, it's a bit of a struggle sometimes. You know, you've, you've really got to dig deep and you go into the wounds on your own. But with Jesus... He's carrying you in, and he's, you know, he's holding us, and then he's carrying us out. And I've just, I haven't experienced that before. So it's a really different, uh, everything, life is different. There's a peace that I've felt and I've witnessed, you know, in myself, but in other people. And then watching the other women in our group um, transform, you know, that open, um, we've had some really raw conversations Spend lots of tears, be really honest. Um, but, you know, it's not easy to be vulnerable. And I think that there's, my experience has been, we have a bit of a mother, well, many of us women have a bit of a mother wound. We possibly have a father wound as well, but we have a mother wound. And one of the reasons that it's possibly hard, you know, to, to bring women together is because of part of this mother wound and to go into groups with women and do emotional stuff because when we've been hurt, there's not a lot of trust. And what I've witnessed over these seven, year, these seven weeks is this trust forming amongst um, our group of women, but, you know, between people, yeah. between ages. And um, it's, been, it's been phenomenal. So I just, I encourage you, if you're a bit frightened of it, yep, that's cool. Be frightened, but step in because it's... Um, uh, what's the word? It'll come to me later. But it, yeah, it's going to release a, a lot of tension, not just in, in the emotions, but also in the body and in, in the relationships between us as humans. But I think also between, I know for me, between me and God, the intimacy has just become even more intense over these, um, these last seven weeks. He is, he is so good. And so, you know, Joss and Dallas and the team, I just, I honestly can't thank you enough because coming into 
um, you know, coming into a church from a, a me being new, I really love that we're talking about like real things that are happening in our lives now that we need to we do need to unpack if we want to um, I think have you know create this intimacy and go deeper and what I've noticed for me is the deeper I go with the Lord the deeper I go with the humans so that's got to be a good thing yeah so thank you wow so great that you mentioned that about the body and, and um, we talked about Tapuna Manawa which is down the road it's our, our wellness centre and the vision behind that was is that realising that God is wanting to heal every part of our being body, soul, spirit and so down there we have a facility where we run our Sozo Healing Prayer Ministries. We have healing rooms running down there. Uh, we have a number of people. Uh, we've had a counsellor in there. We have a couple of trauma physios. We've had a nutritionist uh, and life coach. Uh, we're looking for some more people if you're wanting to uh, lease some space. If you're in any of those kind of modalities of healing and health, uh, we'd love to talk to you. Um, but it's a great space uh, to, to be created where people can come for healing. Healing has been a really big part of my own journey. As um, In the year 2000, I concluded a 14-year journey of discovery of health. And uh, 14 years before that, I had gone to India with uh, YWAM, which is Youth of the Mission, and uh, went to Bombay, and we had amazing times uh, there in the slums, ministering to people. One point, we we um, we we partnered with a team there, a medical team that were working in the slums, and they were uh, inoculating uh, people uh, from all the nasty stuff that's there. Um, and we, we saw miracles. We saw miracles as we prayed with people. Uh, one story was so cool because uh, the, all the children were having night terrors every night. Every night it was just terrible. They were just screaming and screaming and screaming and they didn't know what to do about it. And we went in and, the, and they came and they said, could you please pray? Well, we prayed. We prayed for all the children. And from that point on, all the night terrors stopped. It was amazing. It was amazing. The next time we came in, they came, oh, can you pray for this? Can you pray for that? Who is this God that, you know, that you're, that you're talking about? So, um, yeah. But along with that, I got really sick and ended up in hospital for three weeks. And from that time on, I had all sorts of digestive issues. I had uh, liver problems. My eyes turned bright yellow. My skin would be itchy. And, uh, and yeah, I would be, want to sleep for three hours every afternoon. And then I still couldn't get up. And I was tired and I was grouchy and I was irritable. And Gideon still loved me, which is a real mercy. Um, <laughs> but it was not a happy time for me because, like, that was when I, you know, I had young kids, and uh, it should have been the prime of my life. I should have been running around happy, and but I wasn't. 
And it was frustrating for me that it took so long to get any kind of diagnosis. And then so one time uh, in January, I said to the Lord, oh, I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired and I need some answers. And so I decided for my own sake not to bend God's ear because that's not what happens when we fast. It's really more for us than for God. Uh, I decided I was going to do a 21-day juice fast. So I bought a juicer and every day, four or five times a day, I had either um, fresh vegetable and uh, fruit juices. And at the end of it, I felt really good. And God was amazing because he provided for me in that time uh, a specialist who was a Christian and who had worked in India. And when I was telling him about the fast, because I did, because he was a Christian, um, he said, oh, that's interesting. And that took him on a journey to find, finally discover that I had a parasite. But I also was diagnosed with celiac, which is intolerance to gluten. So anything that's got barley, wheat, oat and rye in it. Um, but at the same time, Gideon decided he was going to do a fast with me. And so he decided that he was going to fast from ice cream. And I said, no, 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 you need to do something else. So he fasted from coffee. And uh, that was quite bad because he was actually completely addicted. He would be drinking two litres of coffee a day before 10 o'clock. He would have consumed plus Coke and everything had three tables or heaped teaspoons of sugar in it. So he was like, you think he's an energizer bunny now? Well, he just was like, was like sleeping with a windmill. He just went round and round and round and round and round constantly. Well, he was really, really sick. He was really, really sick. He was vomiting and other things and headaches and sweats and he looked grey. He definitely looked like a druggy detoxing. Um, and that went on for 10 days, and then he continued to 21 days, and he decided after that, right, I'm never having caffeine again, because now if he has caffeine, he just, he just gets the shakes. So God didn't answer my prayer and the fact that he didn't supernaturally heal me, but he gave me answers. I was able to get rid of the parasite, and I am able to live a really good, healthy life, just don't eat gluten. And... My husband's gone from an A++++ type personality to an A. So that, that, that answered that prayer as well. <laughs> but I've been on many diets. Have you? Who's been on a diet? Come on. Come on, be honest. See, none of the guys put, oh, Zephaniah, you put your hand up. <laughs> The thing is, what we're talking about in terms of our discipleship and, the, and growing in spiritual maturity is not a diet, because a diet has a beginning and an end. But like with celiac, I have to go from it being a diet to a lifestyle, because I can't go back. And in this process, I wanted to become pain-free, so I said my yes to being pain-free, yes, I wanted better health, yes, I wanted to live without gut issues, yes, I wanted to live long, yes, I wanted to be clear-minded, because you get brain fog. Recognize some of this? 
My body transformed as I aligned it with the truth of what was good for it and eliminated what was not. And so it's the same for us in other dimensions of our life. My life was literally transformed. And our lives can be literally transformed when we align it with what's good for us. The Harmony mission statement that we've seen tonight is transforming the world with the good news of Jesus. But how do we go about that? Because the only way we can go about that is aligning ourselves with God's transformational power. That's the only way. We can't transform anything unless we've been transformed ourselves first. We can't transform the world without first partnering with what God is wanting to do in us. In Romans, it says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing. Best thing. It's the very best thing you can do for him. We offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. God has a vision for your lives. He has us in process, and in the process is the promise. He wants to complete His work in us. And it's not only just for our benefit, it's, it's in order to transform the world. All right, so we get transformed and we get to be part of transforming the world. Who wants to be biggest than something than themselves? I don't know about you, but I get kind of sick of myself. I mean, I like myself most days. But I want to be part of something that's bigger than myself. I want to give my life to something that is stretching me and extending me and is actually going to count with eternal values. Don't you want to give yourself to something that matters for eternity? God wants this for us. He promises he will complete this work. In Ephesians, we see Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Getting everything that Christ has paid for. Everything. 
Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forward by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. How exciting is that? How do you align with this? How are you aligning your life with this? What does that look like? What does that look like for you? Are you willing to give yourself fully surrendered? Give God full access so he's able to complete that work. Is there an area of your life yet unyielded to what God wants to do? Going to finish with Ephesians. I pray that out of the glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how high, how wide, how long and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Please stand. Your becoming is key to your overcoming. Don't give up. Give in to your true identity, which is Christ. Father, I just pray that you would do an amazing work. Thank you for all you're doing here and thank you for all you have for each one of us. Lord, we wanna partner with you we want to surrender these areas to you, Lord. We want to give you full access and see your work complete as you've said it. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray.